0: Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You podcast with your hosts Ashley Goins and Jackie Hendricks. Are you tired of feeling like you're losing control? We will use our knowledge and our experience to help you gain confidence in your ability to create a secure financial future and live the life that you desire. Good morning and welcome to Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You podcast with your host Ashley Goins and Jackie Hendricks. Today, we're gonna be talking about something that most people don't know about. It's been kept like an industry secret for years. I've even had strangers come up to me and ask me, why haven't we heard of this before? Well, I can't really answer that. All I know is most people don't know about it, what it is, how it works. So that's why we're here today. Today, we're gonna be talking about indexed universal life. So Ashley, why don't you give kind of a broad definition of what Index Universal
1: Life is? Indexed Universal Life is a life insurance policy that you are overfunding. Part of your premium goes into a savings account that is high-strung, building on compound interest. Part of your premium also goes to pay the cost of insurance. Now, a lot of people call these types of accounts slash policies, different things. Some will say it is a LERP. What is a LERP? Life Insurance Retirement Plan. Simple. Same thing. Some people just try to tell you, oh, it's just a compound interest account. crap. It has life insurance attached to it. That is how we keep Uncle Sam out of your pocket on the growth of the compound interest side of this life insurance policy. That is a key point. This is all
0: legal. It is all regulated by Uncle Sam, so we can't bypass him. But it is allowing us to grow our monies, usually in this vehicle, tax-free. It's tax-free to your beneficiary should something happen to you.
1: What are some other benefits you could share with us, Ashley? It really depends on the way that you take the money out of the compound interest side of this policy as to the tax implications that you can face. So you want to think of this as a loan that you never have to pay back because anytime you take that money out, you want to do it in the form of a loan, not a withdrawal, that's how we're keeping that tax-free status, following the IRS codes that we do. And also,
0: basically, you're borrowing the money from yourself, which is really cool because, therefore, you can become your own bank. You don't have to go to the bank, fill out all the application, wait the few days or the few weeks, go through all that rigmarole, uh, lack of better word right now, You don't have to go through all that stuff in order to gain access to that money when you need it. It's a really sweet benefit to have.
1: And the other good part of this is, yes, we don't have fees, Jackie, you and I, we don't charge fees. Like we've said in other um, episodes, it does not matter what kind of account policy plan you have, the carriers do charge fees. If you are following anybody on any social media platform that is telling you that there are no fees, bullcrap. If you are following anybody else that's telling you that you can take, for instance, three $400, put it into an account, and it will make you a millionaire or a multimillionaire, I'm going to call bullcrap again unless it's structured properly and you're young enough to allow it to have time to grow. If you're in your 40s, 50s and they're telling you, oh, I took somebody's $100,000 and I made them a millionaire. Did they tell you how long it took for them to get there?
0: Usually not. That's a really good point. We do need to pay attention to who we're listening to our sources, because we can go on the internet and I could find anything to support any point of view, pro or con. So you want to have trusted people that you're listening to, people who understand and know the facts that are giving you the facts, not with ulterior motives. You want to be able to to have a conversation with that person have a rapport so you can see really where they're standing and what they're looking for and make sure that they're
1: looking out for your best interest. That is one thing that I always do with every person that I talk to. You and I have had this conversation. The very first thing I say to somebody is, I'm sorry. And they're like, what in the world could you be apologizing for? I'm sorry because if you expect me to tell you what I think you want to hear, I'm not the right person for you to be talking to. That is like one of my biggest pet
0: peeves. I'm not gonna tell somebody something just because I think that's what they wanna hear. I'm gonna be very factual and honest with them and let them make an educated decision. But again, it's about getting the right facts, getting the right information, going to sources, Looking it up and not hearsay. Well, Joe said this isn't a good idea. Well, what's Joe's background? Have you ever met somebody that said, oh, that's a great movie? And you go see the movie and you're like, I don't know what they saw in this movie. you got to look at the source that you're getting the information from. Are they factual? Is it in alignment with what you believe? How you see things? You have to be your own advocate. And not rely on someone else's information. Do your diligence. Do the research. Educate yourself. And you'll
1: be far better off. And if you've got an agent or if you have a financial advisor and they're not willing to tell you how they're getting paid, guess what? You need somebody else. Because mm-hmm. let me be the first one to tell you, as an agent offering this type of product solution, yes, we get paid a commission. Your money does not pay us. The companies pay us to offer you these solutions. A financial advisor is paid on managed money. And I know financial advisors are going to come at me. Oh my gosh, she's exposing everything. Yep, sure am. Um, whether your money does good or or takes a crap, they are still getting their fees. Yeah, but with us, there is a one-time commission that we are paid up front by and then the insurance by company. By the insurance company, and then you don't have any other fees to us because mm-hmm. we're not paid on managed money. We always want to make sure that your plan or your policy is doing what it's supposed to for your wants and your needs. And that brings up, I guess, Jackie, the next point that I wanted to really talk about is why do people look at these types of, of accounts? Well, they're
0: looking at these type of accounts more or less for future planning to become more financially independent not relying on banks or financial institutes or being subject to the whims of the market. Now that is one thing that we do need to address about this type of account. It follows the market and is not in the market. The insurance company is the one that puts the funds in the market, protecting you and that, while they retain the risk. They allow this in a way that mirrors the market You get the upside of the market
1: without the downside risk. Basically, what you're doing is you're following the trend of an index. And depending on what indices you decide to follow, and it is up to you, you can look at a cap strategy, meaning that if it goes up to that point, that's all you get. Or there are uncapped strategies. So whatever it goes up to is what you get
0: there's a floor, so it's not going to be low, whatever that percentage point is, whether it's a zero floor or a 2%, whatever your indices or that contract says. So that protects you from losing
1: your shirt, your pants and everything else. It's a safeguard. To be very clear about that though, Jackie, is you will never lose a penny out of this. But This is where I want to really point out. If you think of it as a set of stairs, when the uh, index goes up, you go up to that next step. Okay. But if it tanks, you stay on that step. You're not going up, but you're not coming down. And just to be completely transparent about it, let's say you stay on that same step for a year. You still have fees. So you're not losing your money. You're just paying
0: the fees. Correct. Correct. And I think that's a big point about it is that what this last year, some people have lost between 20 and 30% of their 401ks because they've been in the market. This is a way of safeguarding it. So when we have those dramatic drops in the market, you have a floor under it. You have that safety net. It protects
1: you from those downside risk. No, we're not sitting here telling you that you can roll your 401k over into an IUL or an index universal life. Absolutely not. Because what we are telling you is if you're wanting diversification, which we always suggest, have your 401k that you might be getting a company match on But also look at your safer money management options with an indexed universal life or IUL or LERP, whatever you want to call it, to where you still have that safety net of getting the upside potential without that downside risk.
0: A lot of times when we've had our 401ks or working with a financial manager, they talk about diversification and they're talking about getting into different stocks a lot of times or bonds. And yes, that's a form of it, but this is another step, another piece to that whole picture. Because if we have let's let's just take this for example. If I am carrying all my eggs in one basket and I trip and fall, those eggs are going to be a freaking mess. <laughs> right? Absolutely. But if I If I have my eggs in one basket, let's say I am the 401k and Ashley is the index universal life. We got eggs in my basket. She's got eggs in her basket. Even though it's all part of that, our financial plan, if something happens to my portion of it, it doesn't affect hers as adversely. Index universal life is really, by definition, a permanent life insurance policy, and it does offer a death benefit. It is something that is overfunded. It has the upside potential, offers the downside protection. Another interesting thing about this, because of the way it works with Uncle Sam, it does not impact your Social Security. This is something when a lot of Our other investments are tax-deferred, so that means we're just pushing off the taxes until a later day. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think taxes are going to get higher in our lifetime, or are they going to go down? (laughs) Higher is definitely the answer for that one. Right, right. We got to make sure we're doing the math and the calculations. Where are we going to be? How much money are we going to have at that time? What are the taxes going to be? The greatest tax amount in the United States was during World War II, and it was an outrageous amount. I mean, could you imagine paying more than double what you're paying right now? Possibly happen. I'm not wishing it on anybody, believe me. But we don't know, and with the economic situations being the way they are right now, in order for the United States to get out of debt, we're going to have to do something very drastically,
1: and it is going to affect our taxes. Jackie, I know that you have crystal balls. Um, Can you look in there and tell me what the um, tax rate is going to be in 10 years? You know what? I can't. Hmm, hang on a minute.
0: Nope. Only, I can guarantee, 10 years will come
1: very fast. (laughs) Exactly. What we are telling you is a system and policy and plan that you can put in place to build wealth and leave a legacy. Ashley, would you just suggest
0: this for anybody or is there a particular person that
1: would benefit most from this well because it has life insurance attached to it you have to qualify first and foremost so we are going to have to ask those health questions we are going to have to know do you have a felony or a misdemeanor have you filed bankruptcy those all can equate to whether or not you qualify and of course the younger you are the better off you're going to be. If you're in your 60s, 70s, this is not going to be the right solution for you. But you can start this type of a plan on a child as young as 14 days old. I've got this on my two grandbabies, one and three. They're going to have a tax-free college fund, which is completely different from a 529 plan. So we'll go into that in another uh, episode because, oh, I love that topic. If they don't go to college, okay, it's, it's no proof of hardships. There's no penalties if they don't go to college. You can use it for retirement plans and their tax-free retirement plans.
0: And that's a good point because a lot of people also use this as a way of reducing their tax burdens for when they're older. It can be used by just about anybody, but it has to be properly structured. And you have to be able to look at it year in and year out to make sure it's performing the way you expect it to. That is another nice thing about it. It has flexibility. It also provides liquidity for you. It gives you or allows you to be your own bank, which I've already mentioned, which is a great asset We've had some people that have used it to buy a new truck. They've had so much money built up into it, they could borrow from themselves without having to go and pay interest to the bank. Now, there are provisions where you do have to pay interest and stuff like that, but that all kind of balances out in the long run. If you want to pay yourself back. If you want to pay yourself, that's a really good point too. Now, if you don't pay yourself back, then it's gonna come off the back end or what your beneficiary would get. Now, some of the other advantages of this is it grows over time. So like Ashley said, the younger you are, the better off this kind of plan will be for you. Unless you have a lot of money, then we can work with that too. But again, because it is dealing with life insurance, there are certain questions regarding health that are going to come into play and will help determine whether this is a good fit fit for you. We have told you guys to be aware and do your research. Back in the 80s and 90s, universal life was very popular, but because it wasn't properly structured and because the way the economy went really caused a lot of people a lot of pain. And Today, a lot of people get these two policies confused. They are not one and the same. They are very different. In fact, the insurance industry has worked very hard to create robust plans that are going to help
1: their clients. Dady, for instance, had a a universal life through his employer. And the, the major difference really is His employer did payroll deduction. They never increased as daddy got older. So on that universal life, because cost of insurance went up as he got older, Mm -hmm. it was eating away at the cash value that he had built up. Now, this is going to probably sound like a small amount to people, but if you lose $200 out of a policy in a year... And you figure out you hadn't done any changes because you didn't know to do any changes. Right. For the last 10 years, look at how much money you just lost. So they can truly implode and deplete themselves where this has the flexibility. And, and like you brought up earlier is unlike on a UL, a term life or a whole life, You can't really adjust your premiums unless it's due to a disability. Mm -hmm. Here, if life kicks you in the mouth and say you have a, a policy set up for $200 a month and you were to call me and you go, Ashley, look, I just don't have the $200 a month for this month. Okay. Jackie, how much can you do this month? 75. Okay. Well, this month we're going to go ahead and knock it down to 75, just know that it's going to change the numbers that you originally saw for the um, cash accumulation. You don't have to try to make it up. That's okay. But if you want to make it up to keep your numbers the same, you can. And then on the flip side of that coin, if you look at tax time and you want to put more than the $200 in there, because you want to build more cash value, you can do that too. That is the beauty of this type of plan and policy is you're truly in control of your money. Because different companies have different provisions that you're
0: familiar with the provisions within the policy on how the money can be used, how you can um, safeguard your legacy for the future on an annual basis, you need to have a review with your insurance agent. Number one, to make sure the policy is funded correctly. Number two, that it's performing the way you were expecting, if not better, if it isn't, then you can make changes. And number three, that it still meets your needs. Because we all know as time goes on, life changes, we change. So we want to make sure everything is in place and working properly and
1: efficiently as possible. Now, next week, what we're going to do, Jackie, is we're going to give real life situations. We're not going to disclose anybody's information. We're just going to make up two people. Um, I think that we need to use a male and a female to show the difference in that. And we're going to show you two different age scenarios and two different funding scenarios. Um, There's going to be about a 15, 20 year gap between the ages and only a $50 difference. With us being able to show you those two scenarios, it's really going to show the importance of why getting started early benefits you. As you approach retirement age, how this may or may not be the right product for you make sure that you join us each week on your favorite podcast platform also on youtube don't forget our facebook group is your money your life controlled by you until next week i hope you have a safe weekend have a great one everyone see you next week